So Malik, you have not seen All Stars at all. I have not seen All Stars two or three. Cool, 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 cool. I, I, man, I'm so behind. It on gets, this. it gets a lot better in three. Like episode three is like a real good episode. All right, all right. Can you guys stop telling me? I'm going to probably watch it as soon as I'm done. With I just, I'm just telling you it's good. I know. I'm, like, a, they I'm don't a like... shitty. I'm a shitty challenge podcaster. <laughs> Yo, you want to hear some crazy shit? Uh, Rotten uh, Bananas so... podcast is stopping. Yeah. Oh, that super sucks. Wait, what? Super sucks. First off, I love Logan and, and Ollie. And uh, I got to meet them out in Nashville. And Logan, oh. uh, I mean, both of them are just really, really great. And actually, they're my first, like, real podcast experience. I found them before I found Challenge Mania. Mm-hmm. So, always been a big fan of their work. Uh, they will be uh, definitely missed. Uh, I didn't listen to their Thanksgiving episode. Um, I think they're going to... I'm not sure if... I know they're not doing any more recaps. I think they're still going to be doing something. I think they said but, they're finishing the season. When the season's over, they're done. Like done, done. That's what I. I didn't dig into it. But that's yeah, I know what I saw. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I'm gonna list, listen to it first chance I get. But here goes some crazy shit. I got pulled over last night. Yeah, and me getting pulled over is always like doubly like super scared. <laughs> I got pulled over as a black man in a band. I got a gun in the car. So <laughs> don't tell so, them. <laughs> no, of course. Why would I ever like tell a cop that? So I got pulled over and I left my wallet at work. So now I didn't even have my license on me either. But oh, I was like, hey, it's okay. I got my phone right here. You can get the information from there. And you know, it you know, you, your computer could pull the information. You can see that I have a valid license. Mm-hmm. And all that shit. And I'm searching around. I'm just like, yo, can, you know, can I go into my bag? Can I go in my jacket? You got to find this. When I open up the door to go out, I have a concealed holster, like right in the bottom door panel of the car. Cop his flesh out of there. He's like, hey, what's that right there? I'm like, oh, um, you know, my girlfriend's purse. She left it in here. I told her I'd bring it back. He's like, oh, okay. No big deal, right? And so the other cop goes, hey, uh, can I see your registration? I'm like, yeah, uh, it's in my glove compartment. You know, can I go get it? He's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. Open up the glove compartment. What comes out? Oh, no. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Not a gun. But the fucking 30 round clip that I have. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. And so we're both just kind of. In storage. So we're both just kind of looking at it. (laughs) He goes, is there a gun in that glove compartment? I'm like, absolutely not. He's like, all right, take a step back. Let me check. And you check, he's like, all right, it's not in there. He's like, is there one in the car? And then, like, I keep it in my center console. I'm like, no, no, no. I just had it in there from when I went to the range. It's just been sitting in the glove compartment. I actually forgot it was there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Obviously, you, know, you did when you opened it up to get your it, registration. It definitely heightened the situation a little bit. But overall, uh, respectful cops, safe interaction. What happened is in Georgia, on your birthday, your registration expires. Yep, same here. Yeah. No, so that's not how my, it works here. So my license was expired for 11 days. I mean, I licensed my uh, registration. So it, it was it was a good pullover. Um, safe interaction. So it was okay. The guys were cool. Okay. Um, I just well, started I mean, crying. I don't know how you held it together. I'm, the positive <laughs> thing like, is you had, it was, it was the clip, but there was no, it wasn't like it was in a gun. Right. That so, would be a different situation. So, right. e- so either I, way, you were traveling safely. Exactly. I mean, mind you, at the same time, I'm breaking no laws because you know, it's Georgia to give anybody a ratchet. But I keep the regular 16 in it because 
<laughs> the clip is too long. It doesn't fit in the center console. <laughs> yeah. I, is it just me? Does everybody everywhere call it a ratchet? I don't I even know, know what that New is. York, so. I thought that's just how you describe a person. It's a tool. <laughs> See? That's that's anyway. what we do here. We describe a person like that. Anyway, but I also <laughs> totally. have um, but also in my car I have a um, what is it? I have a, a dash cam that records the uh, the inside cabin and the front. So just in case, because uh, <clears throat> if I'm not going home, <laughs> you motherfuckers ain't either. But moving on. That's still uh, scary, though, but I'm glad everything, like... Yeah, uh, yeah, always, always a scary experience, but all reality, uh, guys were very professional, very safe interaction. Moving on, uh, there is a couple of things I wanted to address at, at the top. One, thank you for everybody who wished me a happy birthday. Uh, it always shocks me how many people reach out and just say happy birthday. Uh, I pretend like, you know, I ignore it all, but I really love it, so thank you, everybody who reached out. Um. Also, another thing. So I noticed on one of the YouTube podcasts, somebody said, hey, great podcast. And somebody was like, and I'm paraphrasing here. And they said something along the lines like, not really. Where it takes because they're biased with who they like and who they dislike. I wanted to address that. Oh, shit. Am I biased? Absolutely. I have people I like, people I dislike. Uh, thank God we have Tyler, who is probably, who represents all of the unbiasedness. Tyler only looks at things as a whole and objectively. And I love that. And Becky also has her likes and her dislikes. I still have mine too. Like, I'm not innocent. Like, I'm, of, of I have course. Mine. But when you're on the show, you always try to present things try. objectively, which is great. It's a nice balance. And we all don't like or dislike the same people. People who I like last season might be people I don't like this season and vice versa. Uh, I used to hate uh, Ashley. I used to hate Devin. I used to hate Nelson. And now these three are, you know, people that I like and will root for. And there are times where I am objective. And then sometimes we present things as unobjective. But just to be clear, um, this is my fucking podcast. I will talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Um, the reason why we don't do interviews is because... I don't necessarily want to talk to people and kiss their ass or throw softball questions. I like just talking my shit. This show is based on us just talking our shit. And I get it. You don't have to agree with it. And there's going to people I dislike and maybe not talk great about. This isn't ESPN. This isn't CNN. I'm not Dan Rather. I'm not here to report the news objectively. I'm here to see things from the show and talk my shit. If you can get with that, cool. We'd love to have you as a listener. If not... Thank God we're not the only ones doing this. You have plenty of other podcasts to listen to. But please do not forget, this is our shit, and we're going to talk it how we want. And if you can respect <laughs> that, cool. And if not, hey, thanks for giving us a shot. And that's that. You guys want to add anything on to that? I mean, I feel Tyler is the most objective, but I do try to, to say, I don't like this person like I do with Kyle. I don't like him. But I think he's a great competitor and I think he could go far if he just worked on other areas. I was like, I don't think he's a bad competitor. I just think he's a terrible person. And that's my opinion. And I'm allowed to have it because he's on TV. <laughs> so I'm allowed well, to yeah. have whatever opinion I want. <laughs> but the thing is, under no way, shape or form, are we here to be objective? I'm not, I have no interest in being objective. I like to talk my shit. And this is, this is what I base the show about. But without further ado, you guys ready to get into this? 
Yeah, That's gang, cool. gang, gang, gang. I didn't realize we were recording, and then all of a sudden you started saying, thank you. You guys, you guys keep saying that. I always record the second this thing starts. Let's yeah. go ahead. I'm going to bring the show in. <laughs> Let's do it. Cue the music. What's really good, Pasteurs? Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. She is Becky at Giftmaster Bex. What's really good? Gang, 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 gang. <laughs> so, you guys ready to get into this episode? Yeah, you had a real high school musical moment right there. You like looked down, guy got ready, came back up ready. It was almost like a little... <laughs> well, it's because after, ma, ma. That's because after a Black Friday re, uh, Black Friday weekend and retail, I have to muster the energy. To oh talk yeah, to motherfuckers. Oh yeah. <laughs> Godspeed, sir. Because right? I remember the retail days. I remember Black Friday, and I do not miss them at all. Listen, I was halfway through my shift. I was like, you know what would be great right now? Meth. <laughs> like that'd be great. Keep no. it going. No, a cup of coffee and a band just don't do it. <laughs> it's, it's different. Um, are you talking about having to muster up, mustering up the energy for right, recording you know, and everything? Come out because I feel like I feel like this is the moment where like, oh, hey, Tyler has a pass. He's like, yeah, shit. No, 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 no. I just was like, as being objective, it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can see your side there. I understand where you're coming from. He's been on TikTok for too long. Then now he's like. He's in with the in crowd. He speaks the lingo. No, not yet. The lingo. What the fuck is the TikTok lingo? I still don't fully understand TikTok just yet, but I know it's for the kids. It's for the kids. For the youths. It's for the kids. For the youths. And Love War Challenges is for the kids. Um, Real quick, <laughs> everybody, I know we're a couple of days late. We uh We took a couple of days off after Thanksgiving. Spend with our families and take care of our work stuff and uh, all those other things. So uh, we just wanted to wish you guys, uh, we hope you had a happy Turkey Day. Hope it was safe. Hope you got to spend time with your families. Uh, we miss you guys. And we are back to talk about this fucking episode, which. Mm, I, I didn't see all stars. Yeah, yeah, right. I didn't see uh, uh, all of all stars yet, but I'm hearing all stars is kicking the challenges ass. And spies, lies, allies. But let's go ahead and get to it. Get into it. Uh, we're going to start off at the top of the show, the A block, which is probably the most boring A block I've seen in a long time. Um, Devin is running around and he's bitching about all of the hits that Emerald has taken over the last couple of episodes. And he squarely blames a lot of it on Amanda and Tori. And as much as Devin has had some real good guy moments, uh, to me, this is definitely a dirtbag moment from him. It seems like another case of the males blaming the females of the game on their poor performance or bad things happening in the game. Does Devin have a leg to stand on with this? Is this really Amanda and Tori's fault? Is, or is Amanda and Tori ruining his game and the game for Emrude? Or is he kind of full of shit at this point and just doing too much? What's your guys take? I mean, Amanda is obviously ruining his blueprint. Because the game allows her to. Like the game allows her if she if she wants to jump ship and go into another team after she was elimination. So like it's not her fault, but like she's using what is in front of her to her advantage, and it is hindering his game. So he's not wrong. Um, and Tori, 
plays a very sloppy game. She's not a very like clean cut blueprint type of challenger. And we see her almost every season outside of her rookie year kind of get caught by just like trying to do too much, talking to too many people, trying to have too many plans and trying to be in too many people's plans themselves. And so like, obviously not a good guy moment, but I don't think he's wrong, but there are ways to approach this. So that way you can be right if that's what's needed, but also not, um, what's the word? Like when you make people feel the ostracize, um, mm. two people, you know, Okay. And Becky. I mean, I don't think it's like blaming the women in this case. I think what he blames Amanda for is causing the dynamic to change because she is, you know, she caused rifts because she caused people to be upset, i.e. Tori and everything that kind of goes along with that. It kind of caused a ripple effect um, to therefore affect his game. Um, I think he needs to stop being a crybaby because people aren't going to play. People aren't playing this game for him. They're playing the game for himself. So he's playing for himself. He should be expecting the same from others. It is what it is. This is the team you have and you have to work with it. Very much like Tori said, this is my team. I have to play with what I got. I'm not going to be seen as somebody who throws dailies. It's just not going to happen. It does. Here's the thing. Devin is playing the best game, um, I believe, of like an active player. Like, I think CT is playing a great game, but like, like he's not really doing anything. He's kind of hiding. But like, I think Devin's playing the best game this season. And so, like, I understand the frustrations, but problem is, is like, it just can like, it can can put you in other people's minds with like a negative vibe that come elimination and nomination time. Your name can get called. That's the issue here. Now he can go boohoo in the corner. <laughs> but here, <laughs> one, one more thing. One more thing, though. Um, he's not doing what we've seen like, 90% of the cast do, where they're like, yeah, no, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. And then like, cut to interview, and it's like, fuck that person, man. <laughs> fuck that. What a dick. And, like, he's not doing that. He's just like right to your face. I'm telling you what it is. This is what it is. Like, he's saying everything he says in a confessional. He's saying it in person. So he's not being two-faced to anybody. If we're trying to, if we can find, like, one positive kind of risky, this, though? Especially very, at this point of the game? Very. Very. Because options are limited. There's no place to hide. And, and what do you always say? You don't need a good reason. Exactly. And him putting himself out there, if somebody like Nelson, Kyle, if they ever become in power, maybe not Kyle, but if they ever become in power, they're going to remember who the fuck's been opening their mouth. So it might bite him in the ass. In all reality, as much as I like Devin, we're getting way too close to the final to really start putting a target on your back. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Let's go well, ahead I mean, and move on. He's oh, complaining. He, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One last thing. He's bitching about Nelson playing too emotionally. And now he's the one that's playing the way too of emotional of a game, in my opinion. 
Yeah, he might be on a little bit of a power trip. Uh, so CT grabs Emmy. He wants to talk to her. He's a little bit uneasy now that Kyle is back on Team Sapphire. As um, he should. Well, he says something very interesting to me. He said, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about, and, and, and this whole conversation was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, yeah. But mainly what he's said that stuck with me is he's here for either safety or sabotage. And once he said that, you know, it just started rolling in my head about all these alliances throughout the years. I'm like, holy shit, a lot of it breaks down to either being safe or to sabotage your team. Huh? And so when I started to think about it, I was just like, that statement is really good and it's really true for a lot of things. It doesn't particularly ring true for this one. He's obviously not there to sabotage. If he was going to sabotage, he wouldn't go to Ruby because Ruby's already dying. Emerald seems like the better place to sabotage. He doesn't really seem to have... I mean, yeah, CT folded for him. I don't think he has a lot of uh, motivation to go ahead and do that. But also with safety, it does also seem like Emerald would be the better choice. He'll probably be safer at Emerald and his chances of sabotage would be even greater. So as much as I love what CT said about this, I don't really think it really applied to Kyle, and I think he was dead wrong about that. What was your take on CT's safety or sabotage that he's um, applying to Kyle for this? Do you think he was dead on? Do you think he was wrong? Or what's your take? I thought the same thing. When I saw him choosing to go back on to Sapphire after having this big blow up with CT and his feelings getting hurt because CT doesn't appreciate my friendship uh, outside of this game. Which I thought was cold. I, I thought I thought, the, I thought CT really came off cold during that. Kyle does seem like he feels like he has a relationship with him and CT, and it doesn't look to be, uh, t you know, two ways. And it's actually a little sad because Kyle doesn't have a whole bunch of really close people and he talks about CT glowingly, so... I mean, he's always had a really big respect for CT. And I think most people on the challenge who are newer, not like the old school people, have that same respect for him because of their, you know, interactions with him. But I think he's, I thought the same thing. I'm like, he's either going to screw up CT's game because he's mad at him, <clears throat> or he's hoping that CT will be able to block him. And so he won't have to go back in because CT is a very strong player and Emmy is a really strong girl player. Probably the strongest girl, in my opinion, in that entire group. Okay, Tyler. Well, going to, going to Emerald makes no sense, to be honest, if, uh, from my perspective, because if Emerald wins, Devin's not going to vote for Kyle to go in. Nani's not going to vote for Kyle to go in. Amanda's not going to vote for Kyle to go in. So staying away from Emerald makes sense. And then the move that puts the least target on you is moving Logan over to Ruby because Ruby's not going to win. We don't, I mean, there's not a challenge that I think Ruby could win at this point until they do. And so yeah, when you see, when you see that, that, you're just like, you're like, okay, well, what is Logan going to do in return? Nothing. He can't do anything other than call him out directly in elimination. And, and Josh seen, isn't there to protect yeah. him either. And he's already seen Kyle win to elimination. So like, <clears throat> Kyle's not afraid of elimination, so I don't know. It's yeah. But CT's, I, I said this last week, and that CT kind of came off, I didn't like him this, ep, this past episode, and this episode's kind of the same. It's just, like, he, I, I, he's getting paranoid, I think is what it is. Getting really paranoid, because why haven't they been targeting me yet? Like, I'm the best challenger of all time, and I'll stand by that statement. Um, why aren't they challenging me? 
And so, yeah, yeah so paranoia is hitting. But. Everybody's trying to be on his team, <laughs> except for Emerald. So, Tyler, <laughs> you stand on that, that CT is the GOAT. He's the Danny's greatest challenger of all time. He's the best. He's, 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 when you look at his overall game of, like, politics, um, daily challenges, eliminations, um, scare tactics, the way he can, like, maneuver out of positions... I think he's better than anybody else. Most people can't. Man- That's a skill that people don't look at. Most people can't maneuver out of positions. Yeah, true. But I want to say the greatest of all time, but I give him I give him the Shaq treatment. Most dominant player of all time. I think it's hard. I think it's, I don't think there's a single argument you can make that I would like waver. There's like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I got you. I think it hits in all categories. And I'm not willing to change it at this time. I know. I just, no, no, no. Like I, I'd be willing to change my opinion, but. Like I've I've went over this list in my head a lot, and there's not a single like I. He's a numbers with, guy too. I've came up with arguments to make myself disagree with myself in my head. Which sounds crazy. Like I'm just talking to different not people. Really though, but but, but like that, I do that, so it prepares me for other arguments. That'd be good. You know what? We should actually do that. We should have you, me, maybe grab you know three or four other people you know from the challenge community and really hash this out. We can do that. What do you mean uh, three or four more people? You mean like grab the three people that I'd be thinking about as the best and make them tell me why they're better than the other no, person? No, no, no. We good. grab other like challenge podcasters. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And Gamer. See what Gamer says. I was going to say, am I invited to this or are you guys kicking me out of this? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to have any um, woman during this uh, adult conversation. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, no, 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 we're not kicking you out. But he, yeah, he was. Sorry. I know. Sorry. I was like, you're such an asshole. I just, I just assumed he said us. I am just joking. You are inherently always invited to these things. But let's go ahead and move on. Okay, so my favorite part of this whole, of this whole entire episode was boat day. Um, you know, something that really got the challenges outside of the house and brought all of the drama that this episode was missing. What were some of your guys' uh, uh, favorite moments from the boat day that they had? I honestly don't remember much There's of the no boat great day. Moments. It was, it like, was fucking useless. About? There was no point even putting this in the episode. You should have so just confused. had all coming back. Oh, we had a nice boat day. It was cool. And then start some other shit. Stuff like that I find irritating. This was a prime moment. And obviously they put together this boat day to reward them to, you know, give them a day of rest and relaxation. But these are supposed to be uh, uh, drama drivers. Everybody's together. Everybody gets to sit down, start talking a little bit. Everybody was just like, fuck this. We're relaxing today. Everybody's like, we're getting drunk and we're on a boat. I'm not a producer, (laughs) but I believe that there should be two ways you always do. like, Like when you show this to the fans, two ways you do this. One, you show us like the almost the entirety of the boat ride type thing because there was good amount of drama and storylines and people whispering and talking. Or you said what you did, Malik. You just have them walk in and you're like, oh man, we're back from the boat ride. And then it's like, yeah, I cannot believe a blah, blah, I was doing it. And then boom, hard clip. Show us a little thing. What happened on the boat? Get back. Let's see the game in the house. Like that's how it should always go. Like you shouldn't give us nothing. Yeah. So to me, this really felt kind of forced and, and and kind of a failure on their end because it was so boring. They just pretty much had Devin rehash the drama he's been having with Tori, but nothing on the boat pushed that story forward. This or pushed is, that narrative forward. This is what Survivor does really well, actually, on their shows because they do reward challenges in between immunity challenges. And like when you win the award that says eight people left, you pick three other people to go on that reward with you. And then four people got to go back and eat rice and sit on there. And four people get to go to a boat and watch a movie. And, and then the there's drama there. Before. 
Yeah, and they've done that. Um, the Burger King, but they also did it with, um, uh, what was it, like Rivals 3. When they went on a boat ride, it was like Bananas, Vince, and Corey, and then their partners were all there. And they all like kind of went on a little boat ride, and it was like, oh, yeah, they're going to start working together. We got a little bit of something. But, yeah, when you give us nothing... Just stop wasting our time. Just show us a high replay of somebody yelling, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. The, a lot of the fans of this show, we know too much. Give us more Becky. club night. Yeah. They could have they could have cut that shit all the way out and wouldn't even been a big deal. Let's move Bye. on. Let's go ahead and move Ford. on. Um before we get to the daily, we have a big blowout between Tori and Devin. Um, it seemed like Tori was really interested. And putting this thing to bed with Devin. She really just said, hey, can you just apologize? You hurt my feelings. You know, just fucking apologize. And Devin is just like, what the fuck are you talking? Why would I ever apologize? For what? And I really hated that. Like I said earlier, Devin is one of the people who I really didn't like. He's really, uh, I really come to like him and enjoy him as a challenger. Even for all of his flaws, I do think he brings some good to the game. But this is just another asshole thing. I felt like Tori was asking for the bare minimum. Just say you're sorry and we can move the fuck on. Um, I don't really think Tori did anything wrong with trying to protect the people who's on her team right now. You're on a fucking team. Don't do too much. Um, you know, try to look out for them as best as you can, but you still want to get the W. Um, I thought I thought Devin was doing too much on this one. He could have just said he was fucking sorry and called it a day. And Tori gave him every out and he slapped her hand away at every chance that he, that he could get. What is your guy? Whose side are you guys on? Tori should, be doing, Tori should be doing everything in her power to make Emerald happy. So that way when, if they win a daily, they throw her into elimination and get, let her pick who she wants so she can come back to their team. You shouldn't be pissing off the team that you want to run with. I know you're saying like she got to protect her team, but... What, what's the worst thing that happens if she sabotages Ruby and they go down to two players? Okay, now you're back on Emerald and you go to a final. You guarantee you get first or second because Ruby ain't doing nothing if it's Big T and Nelson. He ain't winning nothing. So why not sabotage, draw those numbers down, go to a stronger team and win? If it's a team final, which I still don't think it is, but we'll... With the way the teams not. are cutting out, it, it, it better not be a team final because... But th- like, th- that's just kind of where I'm thinking that. If, if you're going to... Like, and also, I don't, don't beg for an apology. I know it sounds like I'm really harsh on Tori right here, defending Devin, but this is just like, replace these two people with any other people. Don't beg for an apology. Well, I, I, I am on neither of their sides because I think they're both being babies. Um, but I, I, I probably lean a little bit more towards Tori because she is going up to him and saying, we're friends outside of this. I need you to acknowledge what you did wrong. And she would have probably acknowledged what she did wrong. I think she even did. She's like, I shouldn't have done it, but it's my team. What am I supposed to do? You acknowledge what you did wrong. And he wouldn't even do that. He was so in his own mind of how he's not wrong and how him apologizing would make him wrong versus him being like, that's my friend. I shouldn't have been that shitty to you. You know, period. I shouldn't have had that argument with you and treated you like shit, no matter how good of friends we are. You know, with friends like that, who needs enemies? Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry. Fuck you, dude. But I don't even th- I don't even think it needs to apologize because they're friends. 
Really, if he was going to apologize, it should have been a game move is what it should have been. That's Listen, what it should have been at minimum. Tori wasn't talking about the game. Tori no, was talking about their friendship outside of this. And I know when you're in the game, you're like tunnel vision. This is about the game. We got to make sure it's about the But for Tori, I think it wasn't about the game. It was about me and you, <clears throat> our friends. We may not be besties and like pinky swear besties forever, but we're fucking friends. Apologize. And I don't think that's too much to ask of a person that is your friend in real life at the end of the day that you're going to take home with you after this game. I feel this, you know, I think you guys are both right. It wasn't a big deal for Devin just to say he's sorry. And he could have just looked at it as a game move, even if you didn't really mean it. Guess what? It puts Tori back on your side and she's happy. That might pay off later on down the road. And it's a shame that Devin being so smart at the game didn't see it for that for it was there was no downside to just fucking apologizing and you know letting that be that but let's go ahead and move on to the daily today's daily is going to be called million dollar heist uh and i actually really liked it tj decides the challenge decides to print up one million dollars and one dollar bills put in a safe you gotta grab all the money put in two bags run it to a car fill it up simple Fun. This was a great daily. These are the things that make dailies. We didn't need any fake explosions. We didn't need a fucking helicopter for no fucking reason at all. It was just a good challenge. And it tested out strength and the strength and it tested out durability. And I really, really loved it. It reminded me a lot of those old school challenges. Um, what was your guys' uh favorite moments or things you really, really dislike from today's daily million dollar heist? Uh I felt really bad uh, for uh, CT, Josh, uh, not Josh. They CT, had no Kyle, chance. And, no and chance Emmy. of winning this. There was nothing they could do. They just weren't going to win. Uh, and But they tried. They didn't quit and they kept moving forward. I felt uh, like they put a good pace, but in reality, if I was them, I would have just took a fucking break. Like, you know what? <laughs> We're sitting this one out. Take a why, leisurely why stroll. Why tire ourselves out? I'm going to end up in elimination anyway. But yeah, so I felt really bad for them. That was a downside. I do not like the way they're playing this game. It's getting more and more obvious that it's almost like preferred for another team to beat everybody. Um, I think that Ruby gave them a real run for their money. I really liked that. I really kind of was hoping that they might pull something out, but it is what it is. And Big T got... So exhausted that she went in the wrong car. Yeah, that 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 part made me laugh. It made me <laughs> feel like, bad, but it made me laugh. You, you know what? Yes, she went into the wrong car, but Jesus Christ, how fucking dramatic can these people be? Like, she was in the car for a hot second, probably did very little. It's Big T. What did you expect her to move every single thing in the fucking, you know, 10 seconds she was in the car? They got to relax. Big I T, think I love it was you, just, but wrong car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just... I mean, come on, yell it out, but that did like it was the end of the fucking world, and it wasn't. Do you guys remember how many bags they gave each team to use? Two. Two each. So that's the issue I had with this. What they should have done is they should have said every team gets six bags, whereas if you're a team with five people, each person only carries one bag, one person carries two. But like if you're a team with three, you still have six bags to use, but everybody's carrying more weight. You know what I mean? Like, and you can right. choose to use them. It makes it harder. That would have that would made it harder to carry, but it would have made it like a fair opportunity to be like, okay, I'm going to carry two people's loads because we're down people. You know what I mean? It would have added that dramatic to it. And like, and then if Sapphire would have won, 
Then I'm like, holy cow, Kyle just beasted that or whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah, all yeah, I try um, to do is fix things that I don't. I'll never get to fix. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of them was calling out Devin for his uh, endurance. Do you think that this is a telling sign for uh, what he would look like in the final? Then working out. Well, it it, does. it has been, but he did look tired. But at the same time, I think everybody probably looked tired. Was Devin looking that much more worse than everybody else? I mean, the fact that he had to stop when everybody else didn't because he had to go take a breather because he's about to hyperventilate. Kind of not the best look, especially if you're going to have a final that's going to need you to run hell of a lot through. Um, and especially in the heat that they're in, what it, from what it seems like. It seems like it's really hot. But um, yeah, I mean... <sighs> Endurance is endurance. You know, you can bulk up all you want, but it's not really going to help you, <laughs> you know, run longer. Uh, so I think Only the he's never, but, but he admits it, though. He does say he's like, I'm not here because I'm, you know, a top physical specimen. So, yeah, but, but I mean, he, he is in better shape. Like he has put on mass, like he looks more fit. Now, I'm not saying that it should correlate to like running. I'm just saying like he's he's got more mass on him. It looks like than he did in previous seasons. So it's a good reason to slow you down. But <clears throat> oh, sorry. I feel like only the elite endurance people on the challenge don't burn out. Like I've never, I don't think I've ever seen like an Evelyn burnout or like a Jordan burnout or like a Landon burnout. But like if you're like a good runner. Every everybody has had a burnout. We've seen bananas have a burnout. Wes, see, we've seen everybody have a burnout, even a little bit. We've seen it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's fucking normal when you got to run thirteen miles up a up a fucking mountain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and obviously, so, some people were doing more work than others. So. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Kyle has a birthday party at the pool which he thought was very, very nice, but also nothing happened during this event to push any of the story forward. But, hey, happy belated, Kyle. Good for you. Um, Nobody cares. But around this time, we hear Big T, and she wants to get thrown into elimination. And she wants to get thrown down so she can call out who she wants. I mean, most likely it's going to be Emmy. Um, but, you know, she might feel that, you know, uh, uh, opportunity may prevent itself you know just whatever she just wouldn't be in control of her own destiny cool um devin seems to have a full-blown panic that big t might join emrune because she said she would well yeah but she has to win this elimination yeah. first it was a i felt like it was a whole lot of worrying for nothing like what the fuck are you so worried about who she's going to be what elimination are we going to see where she's going to have the upper fucking hand who could fit into this small cardboard box of stay the longest? <laughs> sure. Maybe give her a fair shake, but come on. There's very, there's no, I love Big T. I believe in Big T. Let's be serious here. I can't think of any elimination off the top of my head that favors her. I'm not saying she can't win any of them. Stranger shit has happened. We've seen Kohuta take out a red hot West during the, you know, uh, during the ruins, right? Ruins. Yeah, like, ruins took down Cyrus. Like, we've that seen same stranger season. shit happen. Mm -hmm. So I don't ever count nobody out. It's the reason why people don't want to go into elimination. Mm -hmm. Anything can fucking happen. But this panicking that he had, all of this scheming that went because of it, 
to me, it really felt like it was completely unnecessary. What was your guys' take? We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. I mean, I don't, I I agree with you. I don't understand why Devin gave a crap at whoever she was going to call out because she was never going to win. I love Big T. He he gave so much of a shit. And and that's what, that's what was throwing me. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, do we really need all of this planning now? I mean, seven minutes from the show is dedicated (sighs) to Devin trying to thwart uh, Big T's uh, play to get into Emerald fucking waste it was so stupid it was dumb like i'm sorry there's not especially the against the two girls she was going against which would either have been tori or emmy it just it's not gonna happen so d- take it out of your mind go drink a beer you're freaking out for nothing and he just he spent so much time trying to convince her why would you want to come here we'll be so pissed at you like easy safety or sabotage this one is probably safety I mean, but here's the thing, though. We've seen Tori lose to a checked out Jenna who was willing mm. to just lose. We've seen Tori lose to a Nisa, which I don't care what anybody says. Most elimination win. She also got like most elimination losses for a woman, too, whatever. Um, but is it, is that a woman time? She lost to a Nisa. And everybody's like, well, she's got like one of the most, like, she's been in the most eliminations. She has like some of the most wins. I think she's like second all time. But she yeah. also has like most elimination losses as well. So, like, yeah, sure. And like that's my thing. Like Tori could lose things. I think I think Tori underestimates her opponents a lot. Mm. I'm not saying like she overestimates her. Tori's overrated. She's not even no. I think Tori is one of those type of competitors that just completely underestimates who she's going against because she believes in herself a lot, which isn't bad. Right. But it just can set you up for failure when, oh, I can go at this pace because they're not gonna beat me, and then they're outworking you. So I don't know. Tori could lose to Big T in right and Big 5% T might of see eliminations. something. Yeah, and she might see something where you know uh, maybe her small frame would give her advantage. You know, you never know how that might go. Um, moving on to nominations, Emmy doesn't want to go in. Big T doesn't, but Big T really seems like the obvious choice. She wants to go in, and you don't have to piss anybody off. So they go ahead and vote Big T in. But I'm going to talk about Devin and Nelson get into it. Nelson decides to use some euphemism. He kind of take, he, t- he takes a real lightweight shot at Devin. And Devin gets offended. And he goes ahead and shoots back. They get into it. I absolutely loved Nani kind of breaking it up. Which is like, guys, it's a girl's elimination. Like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> um, this, wh- what is the problem that you see Nelson is having with Devin? Um, because off the top of my head, I can't think of too much that Devin has done directly against Nelson during this game. To me, it seems like Nelson's on a losing team. Everything kind of just sucks. And Devin is an easy target to take it out on, mainly because uh, he's actually becoming the face, especially now that Josh is gone. He's becoming the face of Emerald and he's becoming the target of everyone's ire. What do you guys make of Nelson versus Devin during this nomination? 
To me, Nelson and Devin have the same issue. They're both obnoxious. And Devin is one of the most obnoxious winners I have seen in a while. It's like he never really won anything in his life. And he's really super excited to be winning right now. So I get it. I think that uh, Nelson wanted to knock him down, Peg, and be like, listen, you're not here because you're this, you know, the savior of this team. You're here because you're being carried by a strong team. And that's what, what his point was. Um, I I, I'm but, not sure if it's fair to say that he's being carried. Is there some carrying? Yes, but it's a team. I'm everybody, not saying the point he of a team is. is everybody carries each other. Okay. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying I think that's what Nelson is thinking. I think that Devin does participate very heavily. He's very good with the strategic side of these games and, and these dailies. So I think that Devin is pulling his weight um, with the team, but I think Nelson just wants to knock him down a few pegs and possibly use Devin's own insecurities against him and to get in his head. That sounds like some hater shit. Tyler? It exactly is. When you're the lowest man on the totem pole, which Nelson is currently, and Devin's at the very top of it, I mean, of course you're going to try and swing for the top. You know, that's the whole point of, of competition. You try and take out the best. And Devin is the best right now this season. I don't care what anybody says. And here's the thing. It's not like he's an obnoxious winner and everything. And he's like, he's, he's an obnoxious winner. Everybody always tells him he's not good at these things. He's not good enough to be on the challenge. He's never going to be a winner. He's not good enough to win in all these eliminations. He's not good enough. And like you said, he's only there for the strategic thing. Nelson thinks he's getting carried. Why wouldn't he brag? Everybody tells you you suck at something. And then you kick their ass in it for eight weeks in a row. Hey, I thought I was bad at this. Step the fuck up. I would 100% be in their face. If I got told, like, Tyler will never win a hall brawl, and then I smash somebody, I would not stop talking about it every day in the house. Here's the difference. And this How is something here? that I'm, this is something that, this is something I'm going to say that you've said in the past about people. Huh? He's not winning these things individually. So he can't walk around talking about how he's King Kong when he's literally in a team. He's, he's literally walking around acting like he's, the second coming or something. If you replace Nelson and Devin in their spots, I think Sapphire wins more dailies. I, I, I don't know. I mean, on, unfortunately, I don't think. Who, 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 who else on Team Emerald is going to like strategically plan every daily they do? Oh, do you mean Ruby? Do you mean Ruby? Huh? No, 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 Emerald. That's no, you his. said him, send him to Sapphire. I was like, but Nelson's no, not no, no, on no. If, Sapphire. If, 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 if Nelson and Devin switch spots, Team Sapphire would win more because Devin would be on Ruby, who's not a very good team. And Nelson would now have to be the mastermind of Emerald. Oh, and so therefore so Sapphire would have okay. would have won more because of that, because it would have dampered. It would have made Ruby the same, but it would have dampered Emerald. I don't know. I just I, I when you I have know. heavy numbers, it's <laughs> harder to beat them. I'm sorry. That's just one of those things. That's in the my numbers opinion. is helping. And Emerald does the smart thing. They vote in Big T. but. Voting in Big Big T is almost certainly saying Emmy is going in. And Emmy picks up on that. She spazzes the fuck out because she feels like Emrude was just willing to like, hey, if you're going to be the sacrifice, you're going to be the sacrifice. And she didn't like that. Now, you're a rookie. You, a rookie is making it this far. She's paid her dues, though. Three eliminations. She absolutely did. But what? Somebody like Emrude is going to step up and take her spot? No. Look, 
There's only three Voting options, Trump, anyways. And if Emmy gets, gets voted down, I mean, you you vote in Big T, and if Emmy gets voted down, it's on Big T. We didn't vote you down. Was this a case of Emru just saying, hey, it is what it is. You're going to have to fucking deal with it because it's not really on our hands. We voted down Big T. Who she calls out is who she calls out. Or, did, or was this more neglect? Just like, well, you know, it's whatever. It's none of us. It's going to be you. Um, did Sat- should Sapphire, the question is, should Sapphire have done more to protect Emmy? Nothing they could have done. Nothing they could have done. She had a 33% done. chance of going in no matter what. Because Tori could have saw a hall brawl and thought I can beat her in it. You know what I mean? Or right. Big T could see a puzzle and think she can beat Emmy in it. Like, And here's the thing. Now, that's, what we're not talking about is how Emerald didn't put in Tori to potentially, potentially win and come back to their team. And this is all because Tori had sloppy gameplay and she didn't kiss ass so they would do her a favor. Well, you know what happens when you didn't throw that Ruby challenge? Kyle still went into elimination. And all he did was piss off Emerald. Now we come back, we fast forward to Girls' Day. Now you don't get to go down to elimination at all. You're stuck on Ruby because that's I'm the sorry. team you don't want to throw I, I for. I don't Yo. see her begging to go down into elimination. No, listen, like, she's never asked. Both, listen, you are both 100% right. And this isn't said enough. Tori is terrified of eliminations. She's afraid she to lose okay to Big T. She's fucking she's terrified. She's afraid to lose. No, lose the big T. She's worried that she would, because she would call a big T. She's worried if I lose the big T, that's in her mind. It's not, I should, I'm going to beat her because I just gave you examples of people she should have beat and she lost to. I'm just saying that she doesn't want to lose. That's the problem. She doesn't care what team she's on as long as she gets to the final. That's all that Tori's focus is on. She's like, I will be uh, on Sapphire. I'll be on Ruby. I'll be on Emerald. Get me to the final. That's I, all I care about. I don't want to be mean because I really respect this guy and I really love how he plays and everything, but that'll just make you another Leroy. Just get Aww, into the final any means necessary. Leroy. Not setting yourself up for the best win. That's just a Leroy. Me. That's what it sounds like. This, <laughs> is, no, this is no like bad because you're still getting to the final. You're still making no, some no, I, money. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Go ahead and move on to this elimination. This elimination is called License to Chill. And it brings back one of my favorite things I love to see in these things. And that's going to be the ice bath. Now, this is a simple. (laughs) This is a simple puzzle elimination. But anytime CT feels, I mean, every time, anytime that TJ feels like you guys need a little refresher, he blows your air horn. Got to jump into the ice bath, swim underneath, come back and put together a puzzle. Now, Emmy gets to win. She gets to win. Like we all thought she four was going to get. And oh. Four and oh. And her rookie season. That is so hard to do. She is Very one impressive. away. She's she one away from tying territory. a record. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, some of the most elite champ, uh, challengers was able to pull this off. And so was uh, the people from Rivals 3. What is the name? Brittany and Adam? Um, that's Battle of the X's 2. Battle of the X's. Thank you. But, 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 <laughs> yeah, but, but like they were winning redemption games, which I don't count as eliminations. I think they count. I don't count them. <laughs> All right. It's, anyways. Emmy gets to win, but one of the things that I really loved the most is that it was close. It was, a, yeah. you know, it, it was close. She was very competitive. She was actually outperforming Emmy while in the, uh, the ice bath. She kept her head on. Nobody was rooting for her because nobody wanted her to come back and get on their team, mm. uh, which is a little sad, but it's how the game goes. Um, 
my favorite moment equalizer yeah absolutely my favorite moment has to be just uh uh all the heart and she didn't give up uh big t really big t represents a lot of good parts of the challenge and she brings a nice light-hearted energy sadly people like that hardly ever win but good to have around i think she she was great for the challenge uh, she recently put out an Instagram post that she got into culinary school and should be taking a break. I think we'll see her again in the future, but probably not anytime soon. I heard retirement. I heard I'm retiring from the challenge. That's no, the, if so. you read it, it does say that she wants to come back, but she needs to focus on I think it leaves the door open, this. but, you know, Good for real her life stuff. Um, very happy for her. Uh, I, I feel like we were very lucky to have her for the time that we did. She brought a lot of great stuff to the challenge. Sad to see her go. Unfortunately, as great as she was, um, you know, she wasn't like Clyde Drexler, like an all-time great who never wins. She's going to be, you know, a um, Bobby Hurley, somebody who was incredibly likable, but was never destined to win this whole thing. Yeah. I'm going to be mad if I go on Wikipedia and see that Bobby Hurley actually won one <laughs> one I'm not, that I'm not aware of. But uh, this uh, this elimination win, yeah, four and zero oh in eliminations and regular, but in a single season, she is one away from tying the mark that is shared by three individuals. That is that is Sarah Grayson, Casey, and Wes, um, which has actually that nobody has come close to touching that, and that happened in what that's that's, that's um, fresh meat that was season twelve. If I'm correct. That's twelve. In twelve, I believe, is what fresh meat was twelve or thirteen. Um, that's a long time. Uh, I, I think there's one more female elimination. I really do. And you think she get five? I mean, I don't. Who I don't are those vet girls? One. Who are those vet girls gonna? Who, who who's gonna? I think Emrud is right for a loss. I think Amanda. Mm. I don't know. Nani has a bad history of getting close, of getting knocked out. But it looks like Amanda's number could get called pretty soon if Emru doesn't win. Emru doesn't win. It's Amanda's an easy call out. Next up will probably be Nani. Because who really wants to get into it with Tori and Emmy right now? I'd call Casey. Casey. If, if I was Emmy, I'd call Casey. I think it's I think a good matchup to get out easier. of it. Yeah, I know Nani's 100% easier. I don't, I'm not saying because Casey's easy. I'm saying just because, like, more no. Um, and correct me if I'm you can correct me if I'm wrong if you guys remember this I believe the last person to win four eliminations in one season was Laurel I think Laurel did it on free agents was last time at least a female won four eliminations in a season um, yeah I believe I believe it was four I believe Laurel won four that, that season I don't really know I'm just she beat Jasmine, she beat Anissa, she beat Kara, and she beat Teresa. Yep, she won yeah, four in free agents. Johnny Bananas won three that season. Yes. The Bull Champions won three plus. It's a very hard thing to win this many and stay yeah, in. Very hard. It's just like a UFC fight. You know, once you start getting knocked out, it only becomes mm-hmm. easy to get knocked out after that. But, um, oh, I'm sorry. Totally Emmy, Emmy yes, stays. Emmy, Emmy gets a W. She's going to stay with Uncle CT like we all knew she was going to do. <laughs> you said what? I said obviously. Obviously, yes. Um, I don't know why she didn't consider going to Emerald. CT. Because Emmanuel? No, because CT. Because CT? Just because of CT, that's it. Yeah. 
Just and, sticking and with and their man. CG, Ride a CT and get you straight to the final. That's helped many people get very far in this game. <laughs> well, that's going to conclude this episode, episode 16 of the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. What a fucking dud. What a dud. Um, I did like the daily. There was no real drama. Besides, elimination was good. The elimination was good. Um, but really, like, if the high point is Tori begging for an apology from Devin, I don't know. I would put it towards the bottom of the episodes of this season. By far. What was your guys what was your guys' take on today's episode? I for, I literally forgot about it until you started yeah. explaining to it. That's like <laughs> it's like it's a quick rundown. It completely like I don't know. I washed it and I it wiped out of my mind. I just Yeah, I mean I get it. Everyone can't be a winner and everybody might be really tense. From the final being right around the corner, so they're trying to keep drama to an all-time low, so they're not making uh, spectacles of themselves. I mean, nothing's worse than right before an elimination, you get into a dumb argument, and everybody in the house, you know, puts the target on you. So maybe we're just seeing some of that. Maybe we're just seeing everybody play it safe. I don't really see that coming from Casey or Nani, who really haven't been uh, in a lot of drama or stuff since they've been here this episode. And CT's playing low-key. Most of it's on Devin and Kyle. Uh, you know, Nelson bucked up a little bit. So hopefully I'm thinking next episode, we're going to start seeing the beginning of the final. And I mean, the final guy be in an episode or two away. Hopefully, because this season needs a fucking end. It's so long. So long. All right. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Tyler? I, yeah, no, no. I, I, I thought the episode was really good. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought, like, I thought Enjoying a little bit of really good is different. No, like it's a it's a, it's, I, I, it's, a, it's, listen, a it's a solid six. It's a solid six. Listen, I enjoyed Demolition Man. I enjoy oh. the movie. Yeah, Is it I, a I, good I, I, movie? I, I, I already know where you're going. I know where you're going. <laughs> okay, okay. I got that. Yeah. Okay. I got that reference big time. Oh God, <laughs> it's fun. I, I think I dated myself with that one. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> but yeah, shout out Wesley still- Snipes. Uh oh, he's in a uh, he's in that Netflix show with Kevin Hart that actually looks yeah. kind of decent. So really excited to check that out. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Make sure you visit LWCpodcast.com. That's going to be our website. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com. Pick up some of your LWC podcast gear. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com for all of your custom-made challenge gear. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Facebook and TikTok at LWC Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. That's going to do it for us. Oh, also Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you check us out. Listen to us on your favorite podcast app. That's also for um, Pandora, Deezus, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We're there. We're everywhere. We're we're everywhere you want to be. That's going to do it for us. Once again, I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. This is Love War Challenges. Good night. Bye. Don't forget oh, to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs>